Thank you. Please uh, sit down. I'm going to invite Gary to come. <coughs> Our reading this morning is taken from the book of Peter, 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. And I'm reading from the message version. What a God we have, and how fortunate we are to have him, this father of our master Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. You never saw him, yet you love him. You still don't see him, yet you trust him with laughter and singing. Because you kept on believing, you'll get what you are looking forward to. Total salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. James, congratulations. I'm so chuffed for you. It's been absolutely fantastic. Last week, I spoke a little about how often I might come up with a plan, only for me to get a prompting from the Holy Spirit on how Jesus has a much better plan. And so often... He comes in such a way, with such encouragement. And he says to me, <laughs> Gary, that's so cool. But how about we do it this way? <laughs> Preparation for today's message was no different. I started thinking about the message for this morning, <laughs> last Monday. And indeed, a goodly part was constructed in the early part of this week. But James, it wasn't until 3.54 a.m. on Friday morning that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, yeah, that's pretty cool. How about we do it this way? And as is so often, in the middle of the night, whenever he speaks, there's a, like a, a rush of ideas followed by me saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll jot that down in the morning. At that moment, immediately, Alison becomes restless in her sleep, sufficient for me to now recognise that that's not God's plan at all. And I have to get up and to record that plan, otherwise there's clear and present danger that I will forget everything by morning. James, 
this message this morning is for you. I'm sorry, but I'm not sure about the rest of you. Perhaps you'd like to chat amongst yourselves or get a coffee or something. James says, three men in my life that I've come to recognise as being fundamental in my formation as a Christian. You might imagine that Jesus is one of them. But as you might expect, he is the one that overarches all three. He's the focal point. <coughs> He's the centre of each and every one of them. The first one is the Apostle Paul. For the teachings of Paul mirror and reflect everything of Jesus. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. The second is a godly prophetic man uh, from Yorkshire by the name of Graham Cook. He has been fundamental in the way that I see and seek to understand Jesus and who he is for me and in me. And the third is an American pastor by the name of Bill Johnson. And amongst many other insights, he taught me something about hearing from God. The daily reading of scripture is fundamental for him, and it should also be for us as well. He found that in his daily devotions of prayer and listening, that he will read scripture, structured, so like organized, or, or otherwise, but he will read and read and read, and he will persevere until the Holy Spirit speaks and prompts him in a particular part of the passage, and then he will listen for what God has to say. And there's a kind of discipline in that which is counterintuitive for many of us counter to our natural ways, where we expect God to speak in our time scales. Most often, that's like a, a two to three minute slot as we perhaps grab a coffee at the start of a day. But you see, a discipline is required. It needs discipline to be a disciple of Jesus. There's many people, including myself, that would recognise that I have limited wisdom. You'll remember from last week that my natural tendency is as a, a glass half empty kind of guy. But you see, the Jesus that's in me contests those theories. He tells me that all the wisdom that I ever need is in him. And my glass is not half empty, but my glass is actually full and overflowing with opportunities and possibilities in Jesus. So this morning, James, I pass on to you what I believe might be his plan for our unpacking of this scripture this morning. How might we do that? Well, I've come to use a, a, a mnemonic uh, called here, H-E-A-R. And the easiest way 
into a passage of scripture. Because our God is so generous and gracious and understanding, who treats us gently as he teaches us. H. For highlight. Highlight the passage that speaks to you. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. E. Explain. Question. What is the Holy Spirit intending to communicate in this passage? Well, as we know, God is Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. God's wisdom in his perfect foreknowledge, God knew at the beginning what he would do across the ages of time. This foreknowledge led him to mercifully choose to save those believers to whom Paul is writing to in this passage. And in the same way, he knew that this was perfect timing for him to save James. Why? Because of obedience. God's people are chosen for obedience to Christ. The Holy Spirit lives in believers and sanctifies them. What does sanctify mean? It means set apart. It means declared holy. It means anointed. The Holy Spirit makes us acceptable and holy to God. What is it that God is doing through the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is leading us to obey everything that Jesus taught us. The letter A. Apply. Question. What does this mean for me today? Do you remember the Great Commission? This is both vital to us as a church family and vital for James to be his guiding principle on his journey of faith. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, the Great Commission. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, he says, I am with you always to the end of the age. And that's what we've been about today. We baptise James in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The letter R. Respond. Question. What does this passage call you to action? 
Jesus tells us to observe everything he has commanded us. So, in a while, just as Jesus taught us, we're going to lay hands on James. And we're praying for a new and overwhelming release of Holy Spirit giftings in his life. 2 Timothy chapter 1, 6 and 7 says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power and love and judgment. Sorry, sound judgment. Today, we are teaching James what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in James personally. It is the work of the Holy Spirit through James's small group. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in the church family. All of these elements provide formation for the way James will be seeking to live his life in obedience to the teaching of Jesus. Today, James, this is your response. Your baptism today is a public sign, a public declaration of your faith and your belief in Jesus. And those who believe in Jesus are filled with a variety of gifts by the Holy Spirit that is outpoured on believers yesterday, today, and through all the ages. And one of those gifts is joy. So, James, may you today be filled with joy, full in the knowledge that you are loved by God and he has many exciting plans for you as you journey with him over the coming days and the months and the years to come. And in closing, I return to our scripture message. You love him even though you've never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. God bless you, James. Amen. Amen.